What's up, guys? How you doing? Merry Christmas. Um, if you haven't checked it out, check out the rom-com podcast called Meet Cute. I have a part in it. It's awesome. Check it out. Um, other than that, next week, there's no podcast because I'll be in Colorado fucking shredding my ankle to bits. And... So yeah, that means today's Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. I hope everything's different for you. <laughs> um, other than that, yeah, and I got new podcast art. That's cool. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you like this episode. Let me know if you're liking the podcast. You guys rock. Okay, Merry Christmas, everybody. Bye-bye. Or wait, not bye, but like, listen, this is the episode starting now. Honestly, this is already a really well lit apartment. Yeah, but yeah. I I realize like when I film, if the light isn't just right, especially because I'm feeling this way, that um, I'll get really light and then you'll get really dark. You don't want that. You don't want to see a darker version of me. No, no, you, no, no. you won't. It's it'll, you disappear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a, a shadow. Yeah, that's just a shadow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um. And so, yeah, I got these lights. Also, I started, uh, I did my first audition tape thing. and Just in time for that acting class, too. I know. Well, I... It so was, you were using this camera for the audition? Yeah, I, I used that for the audition. But I, I did the audition, and then I did the acting class, so... Oh, completely. Just like how you fucked up your Chicago and L.A. thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I do things backwards, too. Yeah, I'm extremely dyslexic. Yeah, and yeah, It yeah. really ruins my life. You're retarded in how you schedule things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like even um, like how I write and like keep my like comedy. Like I have like five notebooks going at all time yeah. and they serve such a very niche purpose that doesn't make sense. You like it's like the Christopher Nolan of like writing for you. It's like you're just going to go to different time scenes and then it all piece together. It all pieces together, but it's a lot about like vibes like like this notebook has a vibe where it's like okay i can write i don't know i write shorter jokes but i can still write some long jokes but not too long because the pages aren't that you know what i'm yeah, saying i'm not yeah, like yeah. free writing in this and then there's this short notebooks where it's like those are more just ideas or like set lists and then sure. it, I oh that's actually a good because i usually maybe use one for all of those things and then i realize the book is just very chaotic but if, oh, you're, yeah. if you're like compartmentalizing it I guess that's the word Compartmentalizing it Dude I've, yeah. I'm afraid to say that word Because I always botch it Yeah Compartmentalize Com Compartmentalize Compartmentalize yeah. This is me teaching English to a white <laughs> From Florida too I, And I knew that you had Florida in, in some Because obviously the last name But then you're from the Midwest Yeah yeah So I, I was born in Florida In Fort Lauderdale And then we moved around a little bit And then we lived in Tennessee for a bit And then Okay. Uh, for but for the most part, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. Got it. Okay, that's an interesting kind of trajectory up there. Yeah. Well, my yeah. parents were uh, pharmaceutical reps. So oh, we're, were okay. So is this what the the name of the? How'd you get that hat? <laughs> yeah. This is this is a big pharma. Uh, yeah, you are sponsored, merch. dude. If you're sponsored by Pfizer at this point, dude, Viagra. Yeah. Oh, my, is that this Pfizer I think hat? Pfizer, I, so yeah. my dad, my dad was a doctor. And so he would a lot of times like I would actually like, work for him. I'd do like you know office stuff, or, like, yeah, data stuff for him. But then for lunch, his office to get catered lunch from pharmaceutical reps. 
Oh, oh yeah, because yeah. they like schmooze. Exactly, they schmooze, and these guys like they knew the good spots like in the city, so like they would bring some really good things, and then you know they they could pitch the doctors like while they're eating. Yeah. Uh, and then they like leave samples behind. Yeah. But Viagra. So my dad, I remember, had crazy enough. He had Viagra samples, not for himself. I don't think we'll, we'll just assume not. We'll see. But my, I had an older brother who uh, he's like eight years older than me, and he, apparently he would take these samples, and and when he was in high school, he would sell it to his friends. And then I got his bag when I was in middle school. I borrowed it once, and then I thought it was allergy medication. And okay. So I, I gave it to a friend of mine, thinking that it was like Allegra. Ay, caramba. Yeah, and so I got I got into a little bit of like a trouble where the principal was like, "Where did you get this?" And then well, like did my parents. Well, yeah, they t- the guy took it. Yeah, the the student took it. And I didn't really, and, <laughs> and at the time, he's still hard today. He's still hard, yeah, dude. He's like, why, why is your dick so hard? Oh, man, you know, the pollen is just getting all up in my eyes, man, you know? There's a lot of cats the and allergies. dogs around, dude. Yeah, it's allergies. No, but then, like, I had a conversation with my parents at home, and they were like, do you know what this is? I'm like, it's for allergies, because I don't know at the time that it was yeah. Viagra. But, uh, and they kept on being like, they couldn't tell me, because, like, sex was kind of, like, taboo in our house, so it's like, they couldn't really tell me what it was actually for Without being like, you know what this is, but I'm like begging them, like I don't know what it is. Oh wow! And so like they never could like piece together the detective work that like my brother was this pharmaceutical rep on like a more black market level. Oh my god! How old's your brother? Well now, yeah, he's like in his like late thirties now. But this is like you know back in like the fucking early two thousands. I don't want to. How old was he then? He was in high school, so I think this is like like seventeen, eighteen years old. Yeah, I mean, what a bad boy. This is like in the early like you know. Where, 02, 03. where are you guys from? We're from Syracuse, New York. Okay. Uh, upstate. Okay. That's why this hat Where looks are you guys actually from? Yeah, right? Ah, <laughs> the hat, all right, there, the, the, the hat, the camel hat. I was like, all right, I should expect that. Kind of um, we're from, our family's from Kashmir, like the South Asian region. Oh, Kashmir. right. Yeah. I remember thinking, yeah. is that where actual Kashmir comes from? No, but that's Damn hilarious. It. I'm glad that you... I've <laughs> One of my earliest hackiest bits Elle has just done. Uh, <laughs> and so, um, no, but there's definitely good cloth. Stuff. I mean, my last name is Shaw, kind of funny enough. Oh, right? that's funny. Um, but yeah, there are nice textiles there for sure. Where is it on the map? It's in the Himalayas. It's right in between Ooh. India, Pakistan, and China. Were you born there? Or were you born in? No, out of like all my family members on like both like sides of like my first cousins, uh, I'm the only one that was like born in the States. Oh, wow. Yeah, so my brother was born there. And my parents met there. They were married there. Um, have you ever been there yeah i would go like every summer as a kid until i was maybe like 14 or 15 and then the last time i was there it was like right when i was in college so it was like 2012 uh, but i haven't been back since what's it like is it like cool because you say himalayans i think like it's beautiful it's dope yeah Yeah. it's like it looks like switzerland in so many places it's just like very much like glaciers and like these amazing valleys and like you get like a lot of like there's like ski resorts there there's a lot of like natural beauty but then the Indian military is just like posted up like heavy there. Oh, and so that so kind of like, like if, if the vibe is a little off. Yeah, you know? it dampens the vibe. Um, and they're not from that region either. So um, the people who are in the in- Indian military, it's like a very they're all from different parts of India. Ooh. And so they all have to like just be up there. And in the winter, it gets crazy, like fucked up, like it's very snowy. But then yeah. in the summer, it's very beautiful. Yeah. But then the population just hates the Indian military. So you're yeah. like. It's like the most suicide rates for a military army ever in that area. Oh, my God. Wait. Yeah. So 
does indie indian or indian it's, it's occupied it's, oh, like it's occupied, occupied. Yeah. okay at least that's my point of view yeah <laughs> <laughs> l is Hell now yeah. complicit uh you have to condemn me after this podcast no absolutely you know. okay, not i'm right. so on your side Hell so yeah. wait so where is is it on top of india or like yeah so basically like during partition in like the 40s like the two countries split india and pakistan yeah and then kashmir was allegedly going to be independent and it's like right situated in between the two, like they share a border oh. so there's a part of uh kashmir kashmir which is like owned by pakistan and there's another part that's owned by india and there's another part that's like owned by china really randomly why are they like so bad at just splitting the deal it's the over british there. man they just it's don't, the british yeah they don't really know how to like they set a bad precedent in a weird way yeah they set up everywhere dude everywhere you see it's like the british people just don't know like they're so dumb on how they divide borders. Like, you see, like, how many fucking soccer teams there are in, in London alone? You know right, I mean? right, right, right. There's so many. There's so many. Yeah. So they just, like, these arbitrary borders. Like, they're just so good at, like, just making them. And if they make no sense. So if Britain, like, divided borders better than the Indian-Pakistan. Yeah, Kashmir I mean, thing the whole thing happen? was, yeah, the whole thing was the British left in, like, the 40s and 50s. Right. The country partitioned into, like, these two separate states. And then Kashmir was supposed to either be a part of one or the other or be independent. Um, and then what they did was, what the British did was, um, back in the day, like, if there was, like, a Muslim-majority area, they would appoint, like, a Hindu leader there. And then if there was, like, a Hindu-majority area, they would appoint, like, a Muslim leader there to kind of really sow yeah. discontent between the two people. Yeah. So they're good at, like playing the game you know damn like, yeah being little gossipy bitches you know yeah yeah setting yeah. people up to fail like that yeah, yeah fuck yeah. crabs in the barrel man yeah so it's not a i i haven't been back in a sticky. minute it's sticky it's, it's messy sticky. It's, it's messy, messy. Yeah. yeah yeah that's stress when that's two girls have nuclear weapons and they have this little sort of like piece of land it's not good yeah, yeah. and they already like don't like each other they don't. yeah it gets like very dramatic i gotta see so you have i was looking at your passport so i'm a, <laughs> i'm also an american citizen i just want to be clear i don't want what ellis was yeah kind of Bassan putting out here. is an american buffalo new york very very yeah. american city oh yeah, yeah yeah um midwest meets new york meets canada meets i'm going there wait no i'm going to albany for the first time That's i went not to school there uh, oh, for yeah? a half a year yeah or a year and a half uh SUNY albany awful okay cool shitty city man awesome should not be the capital of new york really yeah. what should buffalo be I, that wouldn't be even a bad idea compared to <laughs> albany though yeah yeah i've never been, i'm going there uh for like a show on new year's so okay wow you're gonna so you're gonna, you're gonna spend new year's in albany new york yeah dude Dude, I, I also don't care about New Year's at all. That's fair. I get it. It's like You're I 30. either do nothing or I for the past couple of years, I'll I would go out with like just one friend and then we would do Molly at like different like bars. But like I don't like a group like New Year's hang because yeah. yeah. I'm like, I don't I don't want to like be if it, it gets more metaphorical of, of like I'm hanging out with people I don't like starting the new year off for sure not everyone i don't like but you know i'm very like particular well then there's always like this like group pressure that everyone has a good night 
and then yeah, the, yeah and i don't like that either yeah and then i i always liked going to like a house party for it if i knew the people there like the house party like a low pressure yeah yeah, yeah you can leave anytime you want exactly. yeah that's amazing yeah but then like i remember before i was like living in new york i would visit friends in new york and new year's was like the night to visit new york for sure and everyone's like just like chasing cocaine and yeah. like trying to find like a good place to fucking like party but like we don't really know one but you gotta get a good deal uh, yeah, yeah yeah all yeah. that mess i'm just like i would rather just stay inside yeah no i think that's a little bit more of a low-key thing especially in your 30s right? yeah but albany as a gig i hope it's paid well at least it is okay well, so cool. i mean i wouldn't be going if it was like is it a club um it's gonna be at a theater actually oh shit um, okay yeah. it's gonna be at it's actually not my manager so it was at uh chelsea music hall but i think it's at a different theater it's okay. a like pandemonium thing pandemonium. yeah i don't know i'll so one thing about albany i'll say is that they, well, they have one of the largest walmarts in the world oh that rocks yeah yeah i so love a walmart you can't go wrong with a with a one-stop shop like you that. could get lost in there forever america's bodega yeah <laughs> honestly truly yeah yeah great it, way to word it anywhere you go my mom yeah, anywhere you go uh, is great in Walmart, but I I wasn't allowed to go to Walmart for what? a long time. Yeah, because I I didn't go to Walmart until I was like eighteen. Because there's like a what, in like Midwest, what you, it's like a it's like a quinceanera. Like what is no, it? Yeah, the yeah. my mom was just she was a little. My mom comes from a small town in southern Illinois, so she's very like like she just lives in a bubble, and she was like. There's a lot of, you know, aggressive people at Walmart. Really? And to her... The greeters. Yeah, okay. Those greeters are just always up in your fucking grill, man. For, in her defense, anytime I went to Walmart, there were like... Yeah, it was very stereotypical, like, parents beating the shit out of their kids Yeah. at Walmart. And I'm like, I don't care. They're not beating me. They're beating their own children. It's so it's like... Visual. It's a good visual... To see how good you have it too. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I'm fine. And I'm like, you guys, you guys beat me at home. So yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, it's, I no already have. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's at least I, I'm very uh, prepared to see what I'm about to see. And it's not, but it is kind of hilarious. Like you're kind of just like shopping for like clothes or something. You hear a kid being like, oh my God, no, mom. Like just like screaming for yeah. dear life. And you're like, I can't help you. Why do you think that people choose Walmart as the dojo? <laughs> um, because like I feel like you know a mall offers even more of like I guess like variety in some ways. Um, I'm trying to think if my parents ever hit me at Walmart. I don't think they hit me at Walmart. I think it's just I think over time there just must have just been an overall acceptance of like this is w where you hit the cops won't your be called kids. here. The cops yeah. won't be called here. You can go to Kmart or you can go to Walmart. Yeah, Kmart yeah. got closed. You cannot do that at Target. No. Target is highbrow. They are. And that's not allowed. But Once they started serving Starbucks in Target. Yeah. yeah. It's like you cannot be a child there. Yeah, no, no. Walmart is the one-stop shop for domestic yeah. child abuse. Yeah. Um, it's you a good place to teach a lesson. Yeah. Teach a lesson and buy your Christmas presents all in one stop. Yeah. And what's better than a Christmas present than a fucking slap on the fucking face yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you like 
I don't know. I feel like you appreciate your presence much more. You're like, oh, I took a beating for this. Yeah. <laughs> so you d- you are a Christian, right? Uh, yeah. So you like celebrate. You do you have a tree? You don't have a tree. I have I have a little tree, but I don't. I'm oh, not yeah. like okay. Who's seeing that? Kneeling down, yeah. praying to it, or anything like yeah. that. <laughs> but I I honestly I don't really identify with religion we gr- we grew up well, christmas is so beyond religion at this point yeah though, you know because you grew up celebrating it i grew up i grew up christian and catholic whatever we made some transition at some point yeah a lot of catholics where i grew up so i get it are you catholic no dude, come on oh, sorry are you hindu no i'm muslim man damn it yeah damn sorry. over three on that you never know if you look at my name I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot of context clues here. Yeah. Uh, okay. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. So you're Muslim. Yeah. Or is it Muslim? Depends on you know. Muslim. The, the accent that you're doing that day. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Word. Word. Muslim. So Muslim, do yeah. you don't celebrate Christmas? No, we. I didn't grow up celebrating it, but then like uh, I would hang out with my Jewish friends on during like when I, when I was growing up, and we would like you know we would do the whole movies and Chinese food, and then. My wife also the same uh, situation. She doesn't. She didn't celebrate Christmas. She didn't grow up celebrating Christmas. She's also Muslim. Yeah. But then when we moved in together, we were like, we should definitely do this. And like, we For usually sure. get a we usually get a tree. But this year we're not in New York enough this yeah. month, so it didn't really justify it. Yeah. Um, it's like a fun thing to do. Oh, dude. I mean, like when vibe. this weather is so shitty in the city. Yeah. Um, and like you know it gets dark early like it's nice to just have like this little vibe set here for sure yeah. it's like the ambiance and the oh, smells and the candles the yeah yeah, yeah. like christmas smells cr- what are you talking yeah what? like pine cone like pine the needles cone? Is it, is, that's a i don't really smell that i don't i guess i never maybe you don't maybe you have a deviated septum well i did get that corrected you did yeah when september like three months ago so you can breathe now it's, it's crazy. It's wow. crazy difference. Yeah. I was like disabled. Wow. Yeah. There was that. I couldn't breathe through this right nostril. That You can't. You got to get that fixed. I feel like so many guys walk around with like just like not breathing. Yeah. And they're like. I was a mouth breather. Oh, God. Yeah, dude. Not not good. The not good. But big, you, big nose and a mouth breather. Yeah, but big. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a brutal. Two strikes. Yeah. Two yeah. strikes. But you've been. you're. How long have you been married for? two two and a half a little two and change yeah two and change yeah 2021 yeah that's awesome yeah do you ever feel like women hit on you knowing that you're married yeah really yeah oh my god i knew it's a thing no i mean i think i've talked to a lot of married dudes and they go through the same sort of ordeal and i was also working in like corporate america too and i feel like it's even more pronounced really yeah um yeah but yeah, it is it is what it is. And those Especially are always New York. I think like you yeah. go to any other like town anywhere else. I feel it's like, like you respected. Know, it's almost yeah, it's like it's not even like a thought. Yeah. But then like in New York and LA especially. Yeah, they yeah. see the ring and they're like, Come on, that's not No, no, no. Everyone knows that's fake. If you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's the whole kind of vibe there. But yeah, yeah, I think I've noticed that. I feel like the people who go after married people are like unhinged anyways. So it's kind of nice to maybe know like, oh, this person is mentally unwell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like stay away from them. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also just you're like, so you want to like kind of fuck up a person's life a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's no, that's insane. Like Ariana Grande. I got to give her credit, man. I didn't think she had it in her. You know what I mean? No, that girl, she's 
like crazy fucking bolts loose dude dude being like a disney and a nickelodeon kid right because i think she was like multiple i mean and all the all the ethnicities every so many compartmentalizations of ethnicity yeah Yeah, no she's been through like she was italian and now she's asian and you're like whoa like well italian floridians you guys can just do it all man (laughs) yeah look at britney brave look what she's doing britney brave yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah 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 she's latina now yeah, she is. Yeah, which is you know Italians. They they low key They are. can be. They can be anything. I was when I was. We were in Italy this past summer for her friend's wedding, uh, Mahin's wedding, uh, friend's wedding, and uh, we were listening to like Italian trap. It's like the exact same thing as like Bad Bunny. You know what I mean? Like you. Yeah. You can just tune it out. You're not obviously understanding what the fuck these people are saying. Yeah. But they have beat. They got fucking. They got swag. They got rhythm. It, it all makes sense. Yeah, I didn't realize how. Um, there's definitely a handful of cultures I could be like appropriating. For sure. Um, yeah, Latino Mediterranean. Culture. You can just dip anything touching the Mediterranean. Well what it, what what, what would that even look like? Mediterranean. There's so there's Spain, there's oh, France. Yeah, sp- oh, okay. There's uh Greece. Yeah, I could pretend there's a Morocco. Lot. Yeah. There's uh yeah, there's a lot. Nobody cares about French people though. Like if you say like Oh, I had a hard life growing up in France. Everyone's like, just shut up. Just shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Nobody cares. Yeah. Go eat your fucking bread and cheese. Yeah. Because that's like cheap as fuck there. Yeah, they have. So if you if you grew up rough, you're still eating somewhat okay. You're fine. Yeah. You have like the best produce. We have a couple French people in that acting class. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not saying they necessarily didn't. I don't know. I think the whole like I'm pretty over everyone meeting Everyone you meet is like, hey, this is why my life is so hard. And I'm like, can we just like live? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, obviously, humans have trials and tribulations to like get over. And no, but don't even don't even verbalize it. Just use it to sort of motivate you to do something. Yeah, it becomes everyone's like first like impression. Yeah. Like, I don't know. If we're going to New York, you're already like you're pursuing something here yeah. because you have some type of like, you know, thing that happened to you or something that, you know, you feel just isn't right, you know? Yeah, you're trying to like accomplish something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's obstacles and then there's just like that mental thought in your head. You know? Yeah, it's just so I'm just like, God, can everyone just stop trying to one up me? Or even <laughs> I'm not even trying to be one up. Yeah, but they're like, but here that acting class to that point, it's like he'll say this to you. It's like you are always trying to not like one up your person, but like you gotta like bring out the pettiness of this person. Or like you know, you're you're going off on this person. You know yeah, I mean? you need to like use this person. You need to like fight back, pretty much. You need to fight in that scene. Yeah, so I, li- I like that acting class. Cause like, how was it for your like? You had to read it seven times. I fucking loved it. It was it a comedic scene or it was like a serious scene? It was. At first, I read it as, like, a serious, um, but it was basically, like, me and a roommate and my roommate, which was, like, Chris, and uh, he, I was just trying to get um, a sense of, like, how much we should tip our super, and then it was basically about tipping and how, and the fight was, I think you should tip people and chris was like you don't need to tip people and then it was like that was the argument yeah 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 yeah. it's like a very kirby enthusiasm type of like yeah argument yeah yeah and at first i was definitely just like fighting and then 
uh, James just said, put like humor or like amusement or yeah, to yeah. it. And then it was like fighting, laughing, being more like, dude, don't like you're not going to, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. But it was fun to just especially when you're yelling. I feel like. Yeah. Acting is fucking awesome because you I mean, I, I've literally taken 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 one uh submitted one tape acting is fucking <laughs> awesome dude. oh my god one acting class yeah but it's just fun how you can like i don't know express you can go emotion for it. you can go for it you know what i mean and it's not weird yeah in stand-up you're that's you yeah yeah, yeah 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 it's so different you don't it's so like i don't know it's scary to go for it in stand-up totally because mm-hmm. i wouldn't say you're an act-out comic not at no, all. No, no, not no, no. at all. Which dude. is, you know, not a bad or a good thing. You know. But I'm just, I'm too scared. You know, okay, like I'm okay. too. I can't like. With the the worst sets I ever have are when I get too deadpan because that means I'm super nervous and mm. then I'm super just like in myself and then p- I can say my set but it's not as funny because I'm just like I'm really not giving them any personality or tone change or anything. I'm yeah, just yeah. like deadpan all the way Just and one note one note yeah and yeah. that's like my most nervous self but when i feel confident i you know i'm silly and i'm out there totally yeah you open up to the crowd more it's like when you are first going up i feel like you don't trust the crowd yet yeah and then i think when you when they like start laughing or like you know you're getting your first sort of cracks in and they like you then you're like okay now i feel like i can open up to you yeah yeah it's, yeah. it's almost like yeah like i think that's with comedians too it's like we're so like in our heads we want to be people pleasers so it's like we'll know if these people are going to like us from mm-hmm. like these first sort of like openers that we'll do or like sort of trying to riff with them up top right and if they're not there then you'll just be like all right well i'm not going to give them who i am at yeah, all yeah yeah and i'll just give them whatever they i think they'll like or i'll just you know do the bare minimum and you know this is just my job i'll move on but i definitely feel like if you can read the energy of the crowd and they like you you'll just be more of like all right well they trust me on this then i'll I know. be a little bit more reader on this one you know but i want to be that when i first walk out onto stage and be like even before i know if they like me or not like you know that's, right away be comfortable like yeah that's yeah. my goal yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it kind of just comes within, like, the first 20 seconds. You're going to kind of just know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I always just, like, see if, like, a crowd is, like, if they're chatting a lot and there's, like, sort of, like, a general excitement in the room. And then, like, people have been drinking. But then also just, like, how they sort of cheer with, like, whatever mm-hmm. the host is doing. Like, yeah. But, yeah, generally speaking, I try my best to kind of, like, meet them where they want me to be. Do people call you deadpan? No, I don't think I've ever really been called that. I do don't think. think no, not at all. Okay. You have like just like a deeper voice and NPR voice. Yeah, maybe totally, yeah. totally. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily think I'm deadpan either. I think just sometimes I can get, I guess, monotone. Yeah. When I slow down too much, but I I was on Instagram. I wouldn't call you bubbly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not bubbly, but yeah. I don't. Okay, so I was wa- I was on Instagram and, fuck, I kind of, I'm just gonna use my phone to show you this video because right. it's kind of interesting. This guy and it's totally like, um, sorry. No, I want to see it. Uh, it's this guy who says that our voice 
that we talk in today it's like not technically our actual voice oh and um so would you say you what you modify your voice on stage is that what you're saying no it's like uh here listen to this this is the biggest misconception that will keep Misha. you sounding the same Misha, with your huh? voice for the rest of your life most of my students believe that the voice they have right now is their natural voice how do i know this because every single time i get my students to play with their voice and i push them to be a little silly and playful and i get them to do things silly. like this with their voice or i get them to do things like this with their voice they say things to me like oh my god no vin don't make me do that that's not my natural voice vin listen the voice you have right now is not your natural voice. It's not. Your natural voice, you lost it when you were two to three years old. The voice you have right now is what's known as your habitual voice. Habitual it's a series voice. of habits that you've developed Well, what's interesting is that this guy is Asian and he's using an Australian accent. So this is definitely not his voice. No shit, man. Voice, then you would adopt that behavior and you would speak like yeah, no, I know. <laughs> your your his ancestors would not have that point of view. Because you were inspired by your teacher, you would adopt those speaking habits. We do this yeah, unconsciously based on the people around us growing so, up. So, yeah, we look at the people around us growing up, and we... All right, so, I, I mean, I had an older brother. He's eight years older than me, yeah. so I think I'm going to look at the way he speaks. Yeah, and then, and then speak that way. Yeah, in some type of way like that. We definitely sound similar. Yeah. Yeah. But do you have siblings? Yeah, my you're the sister. Only girl. Oh, you have a sister, okay. Yeah, my sister sounds like me, but even, like, worse. Like, she sounds... She sounds like she was, um, like, conceived on a half pipe. Like, she, <laughs> like... Because you kind of even have, like, a little bit of, like, a skater. Like, I, and I don't even yeah. know where this came from. Because yeah. I was... I mean, I have my brother, but my brother, I would... We, like, were never friends. So, <laughs> I don't know who I modeled this after. Yeah. Maybe, like, a babysitter or something. But it's, like, weird that you pick your voice based on the people that you kind of like encounter or like yeah you know, are inspired life. by like inspired by that's a good way of looking at it too yeah, yeah. inspired by yeah and so what he was saying is just like you can you can change your voice you can change the way you talk and i thought it was interesting because when i did the acting class yeah obviously i was um you were kind of doing your own thing for a minute yeah and yeah. i was like putting in a certain amount of energy what i thought like the character yeah. based on the conversation and then chris after was like i've never heard you talk like that yeah, like i've yeah, never yeah. heard your voice and i was like well maybe i can talk like that maybe it's just i know my anxiety like plays a part in you know how i talk on a day-to-day -day basis like the totally. more anxious i get the like more deadpan i get for sure. You know? Yeah. Or like uncomfortable I am, the more deeper my voice gets. So I will say like, I think this acting class, because I think I've been doing it for about six months now. Yeah. Um, so it still almost feels new to me in some ways. Yeah. But definitely on stage, I feel like I can change my voice or like change kind of like a little bit more of like what I normally was doing and like how I was, I was telling my jokes. Yeah. Like maybe not like an act out, but maybe there's like a different way of like saying it or like enunciating it or like, do right. I make my voice higher? Do I do like a silly voice to it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think the class definitely was like a translation of that. Cause yeah, I feel like you were working out so much different muscles, performative muscles too. Yeah. For Even sure. if like, I'm not like that class randomly like had a decent amount of like just students in there. Um, but not everyone's like really, really honing in and paying attention. James is obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, James, yeah, the, yeah. You the, know the teacher. teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but yeah. um i would feel so much i think i feel a little bit differently if it was like a huge audience watching me do this you know yeah for yeah. sure i um even even like just it, w- it was weird to me that i didn't care that much even though there were like other comics and just a handful of people watching me because yeah. i feel like whenever i know comics are in a room it, like at a show i'm like God for, for for comedy for doing stand for like in doing front of stand- comic yeah, yeah, yeah I, f- I I truly totally that, dude. Yeah. hate it and yeah. then the, you you like, don't like playing to the back of the room yeah. yeah and then they're like you can hear like specific people's laughs and I'm like oh god that's you Jared Schwartz you fucking <laughs> yeah. motherfucker dude um, yeah I I get what you're saying but then with this medium it's like oh we're all kind of like going through this together and it's yeah. not like you're seeing my written stuff totally it's not like our yeah material but i think also like with comedians they're able to take notes well yeah Yeah. so like when he's gonna tell you to do something you're not like gonna like have like this mind of like well i'm not gonna do it like that or like well i can do it this way and and he's just like you know full of shit it's like no i can listen to that direction (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, daddy i could do that i could do that yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. tell me more tell me more yeah yeah whatever you want whatever whatever. yeah i want to please you that's that's honestly a good point because i feel like in stand-up you never get any direction on anything never no like true help yeah specifically to your material or anything like that unless you're like writing with someone or stuff like that but you never get such i don't know direct well, the direct feedback we get is obviously feedback, just from yeah. the audiences that will perform it. If it's like a new joke, that's the best feedback you can get. But then, like from it's like a feedback, but it's also very like vague because you're like, yeah. okay, so they laughed at this, but like, why are they laughing at this? Sure, sure. It's less direct feedback. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's less specific feedback. You're also not pausing what you're doing and then learning what you need to do and readjusting and then yeah, doing it again. Yeah, um, because that takes a lot more time. And then it would make the joke not funny because you're true. not doing it yeah. for the first time. But it's been good to having the because we've met a lot of things at, at Brooklyn Comedy Club a lot. Yeah. And now you're at the stand, which is great. Yeah. 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 Exciting. And so, um, but Brooklyn was such a great way to kind of like work in new stuff because they were doing so many like, you know, chill, chill shows that were like low stakes. Like yeah. Do 20 minutes of just new stuff if you want. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Helped a lot helps a lot it really does that place that place rocks um when did you when did you start stand-up did you start in new york started in dc um like around 2016 and i did like musicals in high school and like the drama comedy show Mm. um and then some sketch stuff in like college and i just went to a stand-up show in dc and i was like i should try this out i guess like a hobby um but then i just kind of started hitting my job and then this was like more of like i want to do this yeah uh, and then i moved to new york in like 2017 and so yeah that's been the kind of that's awesome yeah and i started the lantern which has just become you know it's like looking at the lantern it's yeah. like how like palestinians look at israel you know what i mean it's like what once was wow yeah wow you can cut that if you need it but no you know. i don't yeah i don't care <laughs> say anything yeah dude. no i know but uh it's it's crazy because like, the, the place has just changed so dramatically and yeah. i just remember like now seeing the lineup it's like like the con well now it's like the, the comedy, comedy shop shop yeah and yeah i honestly it's just kind of brutal to perform there because the the whole setup the sucks. setup it got changed yeah um but yeah in general like that was a good place to i think what helped me in new york too was like 
I was trying out the material was barking. I was barking a lot. Yeah. Um, the lantern was where I was barking a lot. And cause it was yeah. just like, I couldn't do anything in open mics to like your point. Like what you're like going to the back of the room with comedians, you're performing your set. Hate it, dude. Yeah. I hate, hate it. it. Yeah. And it's just like, they get two minutes in front of like the coolest Brooklyn kids. Yeah. And they're just judging the fuck out of you. Yeah. You're like, they, they, they aren't even giving you a chance to be funny yeah and i hate it so much no i needed like, so much xanax going to pine box rock shop you know what i mean oh yeah, yeah, yeah. dude i was always just in my head about that place i feel like for a long time i i'm actually just now realizing i think i give off like or i just have a really bad first impression um i, th- I met you in the pandemic i think you were running a show um, yeah Oh, I think you had a good first impression. You made a lot of eye contact, which I was like, "This is unusual for Dude, comedians." A lot of people <laughs> hate that. They're no, like, I'm. I. It's good. Yeah. The feedback I've gotten is that I make too much eye contact. It woman, look away. Look away. <laughs> yeah, woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at the yeah, crown. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at the we'll fucking crown when you talk yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want you to be fucking retarded when you leave. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too much eye contact. I listen. People. I've had guys. Uh, where they tell me like I didn't you listen a lot and so Why I don't didn't you zone think, out you bitch yeah it's yeah. like <laughs> so you're you're now you're insecure that I'm listening to what you're saying yeah, because yeah. what you're saying must not be too funny I think just like some guys are not expecting a person to be so honed in on them <laughs> you know but yeah then, that maybe that is creepy yeah yeah but yeah, I'm I, just a little fucking creep. Everyone's fucking creep, ew, dude. dude. Yeah. Elle's like creepy, dude, man. She just stares, bro. Yeah, yeah, she just fucking stares when only when I'm talking to her. But uh, it's very intense. It's very intense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't care that. anymore. I mean, now if you're like, but I think I, I was very anxious for a long time because I was like, I don't, I just feel like a lot of people aren't reading me right, which is totally fine. But um. I don't know. Did you, you just start in New York? Or where, where I you started start? in New York. Okay. And yeah. you started what, in 2019? Um, 2020. 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, good for you, man. You're like three years in the game doing this well. Um, well, it's going to be four in January. That's true. Yeah, in literally a week. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, New York is, is so cutthroat and competitive. You're yeah, so people crazy. doing it. Um, and then you also just see the best of the best yeah night in and night out and so like uh when people are given opportunities or like maybe they're you know getting ahead or yada yada it's very 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 there you know yeah whereas in la i feel like there's not as many people doing it one but then two there's so many people who are at the top already Mm -hmm. and so but then there's obviously people who are like you know lower than that but there's not as much of a consistency for them right so then the um their grindhouse is not as like populated right here. It's very like, you know, there's so many levels and even yeah. the top people are still doing the stuff that's at the lower levels for sure. Um, so yeah, that's just why it just feels like there's so much more like personality adjustments and like, you know, for having sure. to like navigate like pockets of, you know, people and communities right. and all that shit. So yeah, it takes, I remember when I moved here, it definitely took a minute to like, you have to like find, you're You've always been really cool, though. Like, my first impression of you was just, like, he's just, like, cool. Thanks, man. I was a little intimidated because I thought I thought I was going to 
fuck up your name. Oh, so. whatever. <laughs> just my re- my religion and you know. Yeah, <laughs> just your and the exports of my people. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I thought I was gonna fuck all that up, but other than that, I was like, yeah, you're a very cool person. That means a lot because yeah, when I moved to New York, it was a really hard reset when I was just very, very green and like the material was very, very like hacky, but I was very confident. Yeah. It, right. And so when I look back on that now, I like overexpose myself on like a lot of like the bigger, like cool alt shows. Okay. Very early on. And that kind of like it took a, it took a minute for me to like really get my material into like a place where like the confidence felt justified. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Cause yeah. Looking back now, I'm like, Ooh, it's, ooh, well, that's it's really strange. interesting. Cause I, when I think about your material, I think like, Oh, it's very unique and it's very detailed and it's very like original. Thanks, and so, um, what, how did you, I mean, obviously you had a feeling that like, what your material your old material was like hacky or whatever it was like how did you like what was that process of like i think i just saw a lot of people were doing similar things here so like when you were saying unique i think i got into that mindset of like i should tell jokes that only i can really tell or Mm -hmm. like maybe this is coming directly from my experience yeah maybe i shouldn't do like the hacky like you know 72 versions like that kind of yeah right it's like it's been done um, and it just wasn't giving me enough of like, this is a standout, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I needed to like adjust that, I think. And then, you know, when you have losses here, this, this, you, you, it's like this comedy scene too, like they'll give you some like big L's that you kind of like need to like, yeah, you can't really ignore reevaluate it. <laughs> yeah. The whole point with like failure too is like, it's always doing the same thing and expecting the same, like the results If there's like, if it's failing, then there's not, you can't do it the same thing. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta adjust. Readjust. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I mean, there was a couple of like, I didn't get past it in New York, even though I like crushed a set, um, or like, you know, I didn't get JFL auditions and then I had the ability to get on JFL audition and I didn't take it because people were like, maybe you're not ready. Maybe it's not going to go the Mm. way you want. And then when you get something, it feels even more like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got comics to watch. Yeah. And, and I don't know. Did I tell you what I had to do for that? No. Okay. So um, the stand had recommended me this last summer when they were doing like, you know, the submissions for it. Yeah. And I just assumed that I was like at least like a shoe in um, just because they have like a pretty, they have a great tape. So I'm like, this is, this will be like, a, I, I feel like I'm owed this. Yeah. A lot of my peers have gotten it in like the last couple of years. Right. Um, and then months before that, there was this JFL showcase where I was given the opportunity where I'm currently unwrapped and it was a rep showcase. Monroe Martin was hosting at the stand. And then, um, like Chris was, Chris Italia was in the green room. Um, and then like an APA agent was in like the, the AV room too. Mm. And I didn't go up and it was a huge regret. I lost sleep over it. The JFL booker would have been okay with it. If apparently if I did it and I didn't get JFL. Wow. Year, right. So then for the comics to watch, I catch wind that I don't make the initial cut like a week before it's like released. And then the stand asked like, what's the deal? Like, why didn't he make it? And then they had an opening, but they're like, can we see him? And fortunately I'm heading out to LA and I had a spot at the comedy store. And so the booker of the festival, thankfully comes to seize me at the comedy store i do really well i have a really good set i crushed the set and as i walk off she's like you got you got the the showcase i'm like all right dope awesome then i get the lineup and i'm like damn dude like i feel like some of these guys are like maybe one to three years into the game how did i not make this initial cut 
So it felt it felt even more like what the hell? No, no, yeah. When I saw there's a there's a handful of people on there where it's like they're like open micers. Some of them, I mean, I'm not gonna talk shit. It doesn't need to be like that prominent, but it was more of like I thought that maybe I know I can do well in this lineup. That was the big thing, right? So um, when I got that lineup and I got on that stage, like Monroe was hosting again. Chris is in the AV room. The APA person was there. And I bodied the set. I crushed the set. Mm-hmm. And my in-laws were there, which is kind of funny, too. Yeah. And then JFL was there, too. Um, yeah. And so, like, that was, like, a full circle moment. Whoa, yeah. Where and, and it almost just feels like with comedy, too, is, like, our lives randomly get so, like, dramatized on, like, yeah. certain events, right? Because yeah. you have to go through so much bullshit that it almost feels, like, very much, like, is this ever going to, like, amount to anything? Right. And so that was like a small victory for sure. I mean, that's crazy to yeah. get to have all those people in one room for that one moment. Yeah. And and the moment went fucking well. Um Damn. to the point where like, you know, I knew like as I walked off, I was like, That's that's gonna help me for a while. Um but it just how I got there, yeah. It was like I couldn't so many ups and downs. So many ups and downs, but then like I think like the key here is like perseverance, man, right? Yeah, you just gotta oh, keep going, dude. Keep fucking going, dude. Cause you started like at 27 then, right? Yeah. T- yeah. I, I started. Not to date you right now. No, no, no. Yeah. I started. it. So technically I was 26 when I started and then I turned 27 that year. Okay. Yeah. So I started, I think when I was like 23, I was okay. like a year out of college. So it's been like six or seven years of yeah. my life. So I was like, something's got to like, I, I have to have some type of sign at some point, you know, but that's like, six seven years like that's that's a good i don't know i mean for me when i think about like jfl and all that stuff comics watch like in my mind that sounds like the the right amount of time to get jfl and comics yeah. around. it doesn't seem like you i don't i don't know no i i do feel ready that's the big thing now yeah. where it's like i think maybe if i got it this like a year or two ago maybe I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in maybe with my material, but then also like with things that I've like I've written or like, right. you know, things like I want to do. Yeah. So this actually was the perfect time for this for to sure. kind of happen. Yeah. And then like I left my corporate job on good terms on like a contract thing. So it wasn't even like I like got fired, but uh, I left it perfectly timed with this, with like the strikes being over and then just kind of having more of like the opportunity to like do this consistently. Because I mean, dude, like, cutthroat environment with comedy mm-hmm. but like also with corporate of fucking america so like i'm anxious like i was anxious like 18 hours for a day, sure you know yeah and dude, like I sleep i'm i'm annoyed that i had to sleep because i need to do a lot of shit exactly you know? so yeah. you can't even like enjoy a good chunk of your fucking life uh, yeah absolutely yeah. when i had uh like a corporate job i just well the problem with me is like i only care about stand-up and i'm sure you only care about stand-up too um but then i have no like bandwidth or patience for like the corporate bullshit yeah so i actually yeah. get fired a lot oh because, i've been fired a lot yeah you know? yeah 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 because yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm just like i don't care i'm gonna tell you what the situation is and it's usually like oh you you weren't exactly polite in the way that we want you to be you yeah, know or yeah. like you didn't say i don't know it's just it's like, the exact opposite of like the acting class yeah. You know what I mean? Where like you are sort of like forced to kind of like put this weird character on in a corporate environment and there's no like immediate direction on how you're supposed to act in some ways. Right. You have to figure it out. You have to figure it out. Yeah. 
and uh all i know is the the way you should enact and that's usually how i yeah because i'm just like fuck everyone yeah this yeah. is all bullshit you're bullshit i don't want to listen to anybody that's that's basically i feel like that's why we all gravitate towards like comedy because there's so much less of that sort of like decorum where you can kind of cut around the bullshit and yeah like, you know, more straightforward this is like, i'm funny this is what should happen yeah blah 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 uh at the holiday party at the stand there was a really funny moment with this like comic who was like getting kicked out he was just like because he was calling he was being like really disrespectful to like the staff there and uh, oh my god he had this one line it was just like i can't call servers bitches anymore it's comedy and i was like it's such a funny thing to say but also a great way to sort of summarize how people approach this as a career or yeah. like why they sort of gravitate towards it you know yeah 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 um, because they can just be their true piece of shit self totally right yeah um but what a great line iconic line. that's man. crazy yeah, who was yeah. it yeah you know we don't have to talk about that oh you can tell me after the pod yeah i'll tell you after the pod tell me after the pod yeah oh fuck see people are fucking oh perfect timing perfect timing wow all wow. right wow Okay, and there's like a ghost in there or something. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, this has been a fantastic podcast with Basam Shaw. Basam Shaw. Um, where can people find you? Uh, just at Basam Shaw. B A S S A M S H A W L. Hell yeah. yeah! Go follow him. Uh, watch his stand up. He's hilarious, and that's kind of it. All right. Uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Elle. Merry Christmas. Bye.